what your body language is saying to your spouse. Episode 54. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I wanted to let you know that the audio on this week's podcast is a little wonky. (laughs) I believe I probably forgot to turn on my podcasting mic and used my computer's mic. Not sure, but you are going to hear a lot of background noise and echoey sound. You're going to hear my dogs in the background, but it's all good. Enjoy this week's episode. Hello, hello, my Awaken You listeners. How I love you. Is anyone else besides me wondering how this can be the last week of February? Come on, two-thirds of the way through the first quarter of 2022. Wow, that's all I can say. I have been doing some amazing things over here in Awaken You, including revamping my Abundant Love free course, which you can grab from my website by following the link in the show notes. And then there's my monthly marriage masterclass, which I am in love with. This next month, March, we are going to be exploring how to get to know them. This class is going to be so beneficial for those of you who feel like there's this big canyon between you and your partner, right? Like the distance is so big between you that the idea of coming back together and recreating something beautiful truly does seem like a fairy tale. This class is going to teach you how to start taking steps towards rebuilding your marriage and feeling so much better than you do right now. Because when we invest time and effort into what we want, it feels so good. This week, I wanted to take a little pause from everything that we have been learning about how we show up in our high-stake relationships, meaning our marriages, though you can apply this to any high-stake relationship, and how these behaviors actually push us further away from what we want. Instead, this week, what I wanted to do is I want to dig into what your body language is saying to your spouse. One thing I want to talk about before we dig into body language, I want you to pay attention as you listen to these episodes about divorce-proofing your marriage. 
And I want to help you create some awareness. I want you to start paying attention to where your brain tends to go while you're listening. I've heard back from several listeners who are telling me that their partner is a classic example of some of these traits. These, this criticizing, the contempt, defensiveness, stonewalling, flooding. And while it is for sure good for us to see what is happening for our partner, I want to help you navigate this in a way that is most useful for you, for you and your relationship and for your spouse. I first want to make sure that you are looking inward before pointing fingers. I want you to look at how you're showing up and how this dynamic has been playing out in your relationship. From here, I want you to focus on how you are working on showing up more helpfully. I don't know if that's actually a word, but more productively without pointing fingers, but from a place of wanting the relationship to grow and flourish, not from a perspective of, you know, being one up on your partner. So pay attention to what comes up for you when you want to start conversations and practice having empathy for whatever your partner may be experiencing, right? All of this stuff that I'm bringing to you is helping you to create some understanding of what actually might be happening instead of what you think is happening and some awareness. So often we tell ourselves a story about the other person that actually has us sitting in the victim position. And the victim position has very narrow focus. All we see is how we are losing in this situation. We're not seeing what is actually going on for our partners. What we know is true is that being open and honest and confronting that which is creating the conflict within us may bring up habitual coping mechanisms in other people, in our spouses, that have nothing to do with us as a person, but have everything to do with how they perceive our words and how they are relating to their own insecurities. Our job here is to notice our part. Become aware of common reaction mechanisms in your partner and in yourself because we all have them and start figuring out how to take steps to create new patterns. Your job is not to fix your partner but to be the partner willing to open up and create a new relationship dynamic. And the beautiful thing about all of this work is that not only does it help your relationship, your marriage, that intimate relationship that you want so badly, but it makes all of our relationships 
easier. The more we're focused on ourselves and how we're showing up and how we're feeling and how we're reacting to other people's things, it keeps our minds focused on us instead of focused on how to protect ourselves. So let's look at how body language is an indicator of how you're feeling. And this is some important stuff. Body language is an indicator of how you're feeling inside. You are often going to hear me say that how we show up reflects how we're feeling. And that when we say words or take actions from a negative emotions energy. Okay, so when I'm speaking of negative, I'm referring to an emotion that closes you down, keeps you from moving forward, right? When we're taking action from a negative emotions energy, these actions are often going to be received negatively. So for example, you can say the words, I love you from many different emotions, right? And depending upon what emotion you are feeling, the emotion that you are saying those words through, the words will be received differently. Imagine saying those words after an unresolved argument where you feel angry, hurt, or resentful. Argument isn't resolved. And then now imagine saying those words from a place of disconnection, discouragement, maybe disappointment. And then lastly, imagine how you say those words when you feel happy, content, joyful, passionate. Using these three examples, not only will the energy in the delivery be different, but your body language will be different and the other person feels and sees this come through. And don't fake it. Don't lie. Don't say, you know, oh, I'm feeling amazing when you're angry. Just state the truth. I'm angry and I need to work through this. There's no shame in being angry. So in the first case of the anger and feeling hurt, you might look to the side when you say the words, I love you. Your actions might be stiff, forced. You might be internally forcing yourself to spill the words out in a smooth way. You might contemptuously roll your eyes. And this won't feel like the sort of love we crave, right? But it will feel more like forced love. And people feel that. Now, let's look at saying I love you from a place of disconnection, discouraged, disappointed. These words then might be soft, habitual sounding. The body might feel soft, withdrawn. You probably won't make eye contact. And inside, your heart might be a bit crushed. And you might be wondering if things will ever get better. 
this sort of I love you feels uncommitted, fake, and obligatory. Now, think about times when you have been so full of joy and passion that the delivery of I love you looks and feels true, like genuine love. It's light, it's airy, it's energetic and free. It screams, I want to be with you forever. My heart is overflowing. There is no eye rolling going on when you're speaking these words through these emotions. There's no tension going on. You're relaxed and without boundaries. You are open to receiving all that the other has and giving all that you have to offer. It feels like I imagine a bit of heaven would feel like. So this week, as you work through some of the the possible divorce predictors found in your marriage, I want you to pay attention to what your body is saying. Start again with that awareness within yourself and start working on feeling the emotions you are experiencing while working on connecting to the origin of that emotion without blaming someone else. Look within. Notice when you're wanting to focus on the other person. Bring it back to yourself. When you begin to notice your body language, you can start working on how you want to show up. What could you do differently? Because your body language is learned body language, right? You feel an emotion and these are the things you do. Now, start become aware of what you do on demand. And as you become aware of it, you're going to stop doing these things. When you begin to notice your body language, and it's possible people have said a thing or two to you, you can start working on how you want to show up. And as you do this work, that alone is going to soften up how your spouse shows up. It's those magical mirror neurons. When we show up in a softer way, they react in a softer way. And then when it comes to your spouse and their body language, again, start paying closer attention, write it down, and see where they may have been coming from when you notice this body language and what might have triggered their reaction. What emotion might they have been feeling? Process through it on your own. And then during some intentional time together, and remember I talked about this last week, asking your partner, about how they're doing, where they're at emotionally and um, and physically. Are there, we don't want to start these conversations when they're tired or stressed out. And ask them if they're up for talking about it and share what you noticed from your perspective and how it makes you feel as well as what you think might be a helpful way 
to work on changing it together and remembering that you're not accusing them of anything, that you're wanting to work together so that you can communicate, reduce conflict, and have a happier marriage, right? When one of you notices disconnecting and turning away or turning against behaviors like an actual physical turning away or picking up the phone or changing the subject, being defensive, tensing up, turning red in the face, eye rolling, and the other partner points it out, please don't deny it. This is gaslighting. If your partner is seeing this reaction, you are somehow conveying negative energy. Instead, you can pause, count to five, check in with your body, and if you're feeling light and happy, then acknowledge that and share with your spouse that, hey, I'm sorry, I'm actually in a great mood and I, you know, I'm not sure what you saw, but I really wasn't. But if you were, just admit it. It is not a big deal. It doesn't make you a smaller person. It opens up to communication and understanding. And, you know, if you were actually feeling negative emotion, if the opposite is true, you weren't feeling light and happy. If you were feeling tense, pause and let yourself come back. Let yourself emotionally regulate. And then just acknowledge that you need some space and you need to process. Remember, we are creating discomfort when we don't talk about what's happening for us, right? When we don't talk about our inner conflict and we don't align with our true selves, it feels like garbage. And as well, confrontation and working through our conflict is also uncomfortable. But the difference is this, the discomfort of working towards a relationship that you want has both of you working towards resolving conflict and creating connection that gives you a result that feels amazing. So yeah, it's uncomfortable to talk about what's bothering you. But if you don't, that discomfort just stays with you and it grows. The hiding and not addressing what you're struggling with might feel like a comfortable solution. But that inner conflict will never go away. It will grow. It will feel awful until many, many years later, oftentimes, you have to start the work of facing them. And then I have this quote to share from my amazing coach, Amy Gianni. She says, The amount to which we are willing to open up honestly to our spouses will dictate the level of our relationship intimacy. I kind of want to say that again. And maybe in different words. If you want to increase 
the amount of relationship intimacy that you have with your partner, then you need to open up and be honest with what's going on with you. If you're okay with where your intimacy is, then you don't need to open up, right? Or you're okay with where your intimacy is because it's amazing because you are opening up. You're dealing with your conflict and you're resolving your conflict so you can feel connected and reconnect. So my question to you today is this. How close do you want to get with your spouse? Actually love that question. And I'm going to leave you with that, my friends. Let that be the question that you present to your brain today and you search for the answer. How close do you want to get with your spouse? I know that I want to keep getting closer and closer and closer and closer. I don't ever want to stop working on that process, even though sometimes it feels awful. (laughs) All right. With that, you guys, I love you and thank you for listening. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life. We study it and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you.